Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, we are his, and we are the people and sheep of his pasture. In the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Well, what a week it has been in the religious life from which I came. Not sure if you all are aware, but the Southern Baptist Convention voted to eject churches that have women, faithful, intelligent, beautiful women, They have chosen to eject these women serving faithfully as head pastors. Their call and ministerial gifts have been denied by a group of people who don't know what exactly they are saying no to. I find it even more ironic that it comes on the tail of Father's Day weekend, a weekend in which fathers are remembered and celebrated, and personally for me, my father has been the greatest support and encourager of my call to the ministry, and now the priesthood. Every day this week, my Facebook feed has been filled with pictures and stories of Baptist women, head pastors, and preachers who are caught in this terrible, toxic loop of misinterpretation of scripture. They have been told no. They have been filled with such sadness and disgrace And I ask myself, how can this still be happening? And how do people interpret scripture by a God who does nothing more than include, encourage, empower, and believe in those whom he has called? Well, for those of you all who don't know, I was raised a Southern Baptist. I was nurtured in faith within the walls of these churches. I was taught Bible stories, and boy, were we taught Bible stories. We were taught hymns that I still know in my heart to this day. Scripture, my goodness, how many times did we have Scripture verse games? Did you guys remember those? Yes. All of that deeply formed me, and it has never left my mind and my heart. But I will say this. I never, ever saw one female in my entire years of growing up, stand behind a pulpit and proclaim the word of God. Not one time. And yet, what I did see was a cadre of women, Sunday school teachers, Bible teachers, and lovers of Jesus who instilled in me and in so many others faith, 
These are the same women who introduced me to a God who I've chosen to love and to serve all of my days. Faithful women did this for me. And one of these women was my own mother who taught me the Lord's Prayer and recited the 23rd Psalm to me so many times that eventually, guess what? I knew it by heart. A woman, my own mom, did this for me. And then, at the age of 21, I found my way to my Southern Baptist preacher's office, a man. At a very pivotal time in my own life, my mother had just dramatically died. I didn't know where and what I was going to do. He looked me straight in the eyes and he said, Suzanne, have you ever thought of going to seminary? Really? Me? And then he followed up with these words, I really think you might be called. Not knowing, not understanding any of that language, I took it in. I didn't have anything else better to do. And so taking his advice, I graduated from college and three weeks later moved my entire life to Waco to enroll in the Baptist Seminary. Which, unbeknownst to me at the time, would set me on a path that would lead to Grace Episcopal Church and the pulpit here some 20 years later. One faithful step after another. Well, from my Southern Baptist roots to an Episcopal church in Alvin, Texas, where I no longer have to fight the fight of being a female minister, I get to live into the call God has placed upon my life. I don't have to explain myself. I don't have to excuse myself. I just get to do what I know I was created to do without exception with all my faults, and somehow God uses it all. So I bring to you my church, this church named Grace that I love so much, as well as to the Alvin community, a promise every single week to be faithful in service and proclamation with passion, conviction, nothing holding me back, nothing standing in my way. My Baptist roots and the struggles for women in that arena are always with me, and I carry their stories as I stand here. And I will say that there is never a time when I step into this pulpit where I don't think about the women who have come before me or who were and have been denied the opportunity to stand in a pulpit simply because they are female.
That is in part why I bring passion. That is in part why I bring joy. Because I've been welcomed and received and trusted with the awesome responsibility of teaching, preaching, and leading. What a gift. That so many sisters in other faiths have been denied. So today, I hold each of them in my heart. I remember them as I proclaim God's word. I get to look out into the eyes of my congregation, the women, the men, the teenagers, the young women, the little boys. And I can say this with certainty. If you are called by God, you need to answer that call. The struggle that my Baptist sisters have is no longer mine, but it was for a long time. It will never be mine again. I'm fortunate to have found my way to a church that encourages, blesses, and affirms my call. And yet I am deeply aware and I grieve for missed opportunities and blessings which other woman, women don't fully get to experience, let alone participate in. Which is the call of God, the sharing of God's word, the grace that comes with knowing you've done what God has called you to do. To be doves amongst wolves. So my sisters in ministry, wherever you find yourselves, and for those here that maybe think God is calling me to do this work because you never know, may this be your strength and may this be your prayer. Where you serve, what I would say is serve faithfully and serve well with Great, great, exceptional joy. Know that your voice is a voice that matters for the kingdom of God and the proclamation of his word. Know that you are being held up by those who don't have to do the battle that you do, but who can also hold space for it and grieve with you. And I do believe in this congregation, everyone knows that this work can't be done just by males or females. We have to do it together. And so I find it so interesting and in how the lectionary works and how today's gospel is so appropriate. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And even those who are willing to do the work have been denied the opportunity to do so. That is not gospel. 
because Jesus says this, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers who will do the work. And so it is ironic for me that this scripture would be the assigned reading this week of this decision of the Southern Baptist Convention. God is calling for laborers because the work is so great, and yet those who are willing to do the work have been denied the ability to do so. But in this place, let me tell you again what I say week in and week out. All are invited to the table of the Lord. All, without exception. We are all invited to receive the body and blood of our Jesus. And I also happen to believe this extends to those who feel called by God. If you know, by golly, you know. And as I said to myself so many times when the fire in my belly was so strong and I couldn't do what I knew I was supposed to do, if I can't lead, teach, and preach, you might as well tell me to go to a corner and wither up and die. If you are called, you are called. And only you and the one who did the calling knows. No matter what is said or how people respond, the only thing that matters is that you know it's right. So the people of grace, my Episcopal brothers and sisters, let us remember our sisters in the Southern Baptist faith who have had the courage to say yes, who have bravely answered the call with a capital C, knowing that there is so much work to do, have offered themselves as bearers of change, and yet have been denied the opportunity to do so within their own denomination. I hope they know they're welcome here and always will be. I brought this to everyone's attention today because it matters. And you may not know one of these Baptist women preachers, and that's okay. You know one, or former one. And what I would ask is that we hold these courageous women in our hearts, knowing that the work they do is so brave, good, and needed. So let us remember those who have answered the call and have been denied this morning. And let us also remember, by the mystery of God, somehow, some way, all things are possible by the creator, maker, and sustainer 
of all things. And I will leave you with this. As we trust and know and believe and experience the realm of heaven coming near, I have to believe it offers an opportunity for healing and liberation because that is what our Jesus is. Amen.